0: Three can keep a secret if two of them are dead. Have You Seen Me seamlessly picks up where Gossip Girl leaves off, but with more sex, more lies, and more dead bodies a la how to get away with murder and you. When a coveted member of a group of entitled yet ambitious 20-somethings goes missing, their deadly secret is threatened to be exposed. But the real question is, who will be next? Read Have You Seen Me by creator Candy Washington on Amazon Kindle Vella, or listen and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to Sugar Pills, a practical guide to self-care, where your host, writer, actor and producer Candy Washington helps you live a more joyful life with a cheeky dash of pop culture news. Be sure to subscribe, leave a five star review, and join the conversation on Instagram at Candy Washington. Let's go!
1: and welcome back to Sugar Pills, a practical guide to self-care. If you're listening on the podcast and if you are joining us on the YouTube channel, welcome back to The Lux Life. As always, I'm your host, Candy Washington, and I am so honored to help you lead a more joyful life. Before we dive into today's episode with the super beautiful and talented Dr. Allison J.K., be sure to like and subscribe to the channel, to this video, to this episode. It really helps us out. And be sure to share this with a friend because your journey to self-love and self-worth is always easier with some support and a little bit of community. So with that, let's dive in. Welcome Dr. Allison J. K. So for those of you who may be new to Dr. K., she is a pioneer in the field of energy medicine and holistic thriving. She's an internationally recognized award-winning energy healer and is a master mind-body energy medicine practitioner yoga and meditation teacher for more than 25 years, which is amazing. She's also the founder of the Vibrational Upgrade System, as well as the author of the award-winning book, What If There's Nothing Wrong? And two international bestsellers, Vibrational Upgrade, A Conspiracy for Your Bliss, Easing Humanity's Evolutionary Transition, which I think we all need, particularly with With what's going on right now in the world and reasonable dragons how to activate the field of possibilities where logical magic is the new normal which is an international oh there it is yes international bestseller to my fourth book dragon yes conversations
2: with the female spiritual teacher for these new times
1: Love it. Love it. Yes. Yes. So thank you so much, Dr. K. Do you want to first start telling us a little bit about yourself and what led you to the path and journey that you're on right now?
2: Yeah, sure. You can feel free to call me Allison or Dr. Allison. Okay. (laughs) Dr. K feels a little bit heavy.
1: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Dr. Allison.
2: So when I was in um, college, my first major was psychology and I loved how you opened up the podcast here, because the realization that I had that made me want to switch from that major after three semesters was you are, hey, you're not teaching me how to be the most thriving, happiest version of myself Mm -hmm. here. Instead, you're teaching me about like diagnoses and industrial management and hardwiring. And it's not. So I, I, I shifted. And ironically, in the 90s, apparently, um, late 90s, early 1000s, uh, the field of positive psychology was created. Um, so that's interesting. So I, I grew up connected, feeling really connected to, you know, I went out in the forest, um, or the woods every day after school. And then in my teens, nobody suggested that I just somehow knew to write in a journal It wasn't diary, it was much as, as much as it was like, really letting a voice come in my higher self, as I learned, mm. when I got onto the yogic path, and became a yoga teacher. So I I, like late teens. I I realized a couple of times he wasn't listening to that guiding voice and like chaos ensued. So I was like, okay, I get it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But that voice has always been really strong in me and, and, uh, beautiful. Like I remember, so I ended up in a career uh, when I lived in California in San Francisco, uh, in politics. And I was, I was sent on campaigns down to LA, uh, two really intensive campaigns. And in fact, Uh, I love the logic of the strategy of what the League of Conservation Voters was doing at the time, because it's, wasn't about like getting people elected to office, both federal and state, but who would say yes and vote yes on environmentally protective legislation It was getting people in office who would write it. So yeah, it was just a whole nother layer of like ease. And so, um. I actually helped get the first Latino woman elected to the California state assembly who oh, wow. helped save the last bit of green space in LA basin. Um, so there was a lot of stress. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, I was living in San Francisco. And so I was walking in between campaigns. I was walking in a bookstore and this light purple lavender book jumped off the shelf at me quite literally. Um, And you know, I I grew up respecting books and loving books, and so I didn't step on it. I picked it up and took the sign for what it was, and it was about meditation. So I began to do that, and uh, pretty soon thereafter, like within a year or two, I I had the hubris to actually, because it was such a natural fit, begin teaching it to adults. So fast forward, um, I got a master's in environmental policy. Public administration was the main focus, and. Um, nothing was moving. Like I was asking where can I affect the most change in the system or outside the system? And there was nothing happening. And so I knew to read that for what it was. And so I was like, okay, if I want to affect change, where is the, what's the best thing to do now? Because I was getting that the market wasn't ready to to let go of fossil fuels at that time in the late nineties. It was invested in oil and gas and and coal. Yeah. So, um, and that wasn't the only goal, but anyway, um, I got, if you want to help affect change, Allison, work one consciousness at a time. So as I was graduating from my master's before I had that choice to make, um, I picked up my first energy medicine modality. So ultimately what I did was I started running energy medicine and holistic health and wellness sessions alongside classroom teaching. I relied on my bachelor's in English literature. Mm-hmm. So I did that for a couple of years and ran the energy medicine, holistic health and wellness sessions alongside. And one day a woman was like in her third ish of 10 uh, sessions package. And we were both really psyched about the yeah. we getting, you know? Yeah. And so I was like, okay, how can I get even more robust results for my clients? And right around that same time, it may have even been the same Saturday. I was looking at my checkbook pre-digital banking and mm-hmm. I wasn't, you know, I was I, I had a master's and I was a teacher, professionally employed, and I didn't want it for a lot. I had like basic housing, basic car, organic produce, and a massage per week. I like, <laughs> yeah. I felt 201, like, you know? Um, and I couldn't make ends meet easily enough. And I had this sense that I was gonna be in this cage. Mm-hmm. not okay with me. I had already lived overseas, I'd already backpacked overseas multiple times and had this sense of I want to do everything possible on this earth while I'm in a body woohoo let's play let's do it yeah and and so this cage I was perceiving that if I stayed employed in this way for decades to come which seemed like the prediction of, of what many around me were doing yeah I just I wasn't okay with that so I asked okay what else is possible here so a colleague within a month turned me on to the international teaching, the international school system. And I did what I had to do, submitted resume, went, traveled to the place where all the school heads from around the world and candidates mm-hmm. from around the world came in, took a bu- did a bunch of interviews, got a bunch of job offers around the world and chose Taiwan and was there for 10 years because I knew that wow. was the seat. I knew that was the seat of who under not only understood how uh, how energy flows and why it flows the way it does, but their mm-hmm. current system. Both like so- socially as well as um, their medicine and just the, the way they interact and, and they still have active monasteries everywhere, you know. So it was still a, a organizing principle for their society. What they understood about consciousness and the subtle energy systems. So that's where I went. Yeah. Kept running the energy medicine sessions and just got uh, these traditional treatments all the time, asking loads of questions. Travelled to monasteries, uh, asked loads of questions, learned a bunch of stuff, and pieced together. Um, as well as becoming a Qigong teacher and a yoga teacher in India during one of the breaks uh, for Chinese New Year, I just started to piece together what I already knew and mm-hmm. what I was learning and created the vibration upgrade system. So I returned in 2010. And when I returned, I was like, man, and this is part mm-hmm. of my first book. What if there's nothing wrong? There's many layers to why it's titled that. And one of them is if people in the West only knew uh, and understood the science behind the subtle energy system and consciousness and how to work with it and valued it we'd have so much more thriving and so much less suffering here in the West. So that felt like, you know, in a way, a response, I had gotten the response that I was asking as a psych major at like 17 and 18, like, Hey, mm-hmm. so I've been working with that ever since. And vibrational upgrade system I created as a combination of energy medicine and my yogic teacher training, like the, the path of applied mindfulness. Once somebody gets a shift in their unconscious or subconscious, mm-hmm correlates to the chakra system then i work with that released consciousness that's now at the front of the brain at the prefrontal cortex so somebody can be more mindful about their choices and be freed up it's a very the way it's presented a lot of people in the west believe it's an intellectual process becoming you know being mindful and it's not there's just so much
1: it's a spiritual practice yeah
2: but also, Candy, there's like it's stats that are 85%. They give it 85%. I think it's more like 95% with the tens of thousands of people I work with around the world at this point. It feels like it's 95% of people's daily choices are made from the back of the uh, head consciousness is what yeah. I call it, the unconscious and subconscious checked out and not aware of what else is possible and not seeing beyond the peripherals. So that's why I'm doing what I'm doing ultimately is to reach our human potential. Because we're yeah. in that, as you love that, uh, subtitle in the book using humanity's evolutionary transition. So yeah. I got back 2011. Voice America comes to me and asks me to do a show on the Mayan uh, galactic alignment of December 21st, 2012. I didn't know why they were asking me. I was <laughs> on like VIP client retreats, private, but yeah. I was that wasn't public facing. So anyway, I did the show because it felt really aligned. For two and a half years, weekly interviewing specialists, learned that Yogi Bajan of the yoga culture said 2012 was the ending of one era in the beginning of a new yuga era, learned also professional astrologers, end of the uh, Aquarian, end of the Piscean age, moving into the Aquarian age. So the minds weren't the only ones that understood that at 2012, that's a mark of a 20 year window. So 2012 to 2032, for what's considered our greatest evolutionary leap ever. Another way to call it as our spiritual awakening times. And so we're in the second half of it now in 2022 and the clearing, the purging, the shadow all of that has come up because it's meant to be our awakening times. And so as this higher spiritual force is coming down onto the planet, it's causing all of this purging and clearing and cleansing. And people- yeah. Yeah.
1: No, that's, that's great. And I love, I love your story. So many things came up for me. Like the first one was, you know, definitely being like connected to your, to your intuition, connected to that div- like divine guiding system within you. Yeah. And it's great that you were able to, connect to it and realize it's this it's this loving guiding system it's either lovingly guiding me in the correct way or it's loving lovingly guiding me away from something that's unsafe <laughs> and to really listen to that and to and to honor the divinity in you that always knows what's right and what's your next right next move i mm. also love that we touched upon uh, like the logical magic i think you call it because it's so true like mm. with with energy with spirituality with all of it with magic there's actually like a science to it. There is a logic to it. It's Indeed. just it's just the illusion that there's some difference between what's logical and scientific versus what's spiritual and energetic when the truth is they work in tandem. And yeah. you can really see it and you can get like a systematic way to yes. to tap into it, which, yes. which inherently makes it logical. If you can systematize it, it's logical. You and you can, it. Yeah, you can do it. And what I also loved um, that you tapped into was, that you asked for guidance and support from either God, energy source, you know, whatever you want to call it. When you realize that you were, you are stuck. You're like, I don't see any movement. I know this isn't it. Let me ask for what is it. And I and I love that because I think sometimes we get stuck in our lives. We know that we're in a place where there is no growth, but we forget just to ask for guidance. Ask for that yeah. next right step. Ask for the support into to go there. So I absolutely yeah. love that. And I also love that you uh, put yourself in the right environment, you know, going to, um, did you say it was uh, Taiwan that you went to for 10 years? Yeah, Yeah. like putting yourself in the physical environment of where you knew your next right step and growth would be. So I absolutely uh, love that. And then one question I had that came up was, what would a typical energy session with you look like? Like what would like what would that entail with with your clients? What would that entail with the the people that you're working with? What would that look and feel like?
2: Well, I offer very limited one-on-ones nowadays anymore. Um, I still do offer them, but I do most of my work via groups. And it's interesting because the way that I I run the verbal clearings, Mm -hmm. the way that Divine has it set up, is that it doesn't matter if this is a group event about uh, more prosperity and abundance, it, the clearing is going to go to where each person's at. So I could have you know multimillionaire mm-hmm. and I could also have people like just above the poverty level. The, the, the beauty of the, the divine intelligence is that it's able to be individualized to each being. And I have noticed actually in unless like it's a deep trauma or it's yeah. someone just likes the red carpet, or they just like, they don't like the group dynamic. Um, I usually make, I make it really fun, but still there's people who just like one-on-one sessions. And so I feel like nonetheless, I can move people quicker in the groups because I have these modules set up with specific stuff to move them through whilst they're not getting their one-on-one session with me. Um, But I also give people who are in one-on-one packages with me a whole bunch of different clearings and activations to listen to so that they can continue the movement forward taking the work I've already done in it's a 90 minute session. Uh, usually when I, and it's a package, I don't ever do one-offs and I train my vibrational upgrade practitioners not to ever do one-offs. Um, okay. It doesn't serve a person because it starts a process and a lot. And there's such a thing as a healing crisis, which is like the fever peaking before break. So let's say that you have bad trauma around sexual abuse and you come to me and I start to jar it loose and you could get really And as it's releasing, like the fever peaking before it breaks, you could get really angry because your mom never defended you and you never spoke up about it and were heard. So you could get really pissed off and not understand it and start spraying that anger everywhere. So I have to get to you within a week's time in order to keep moving you along through that.
1: Yeah.
2: Out of integrity to just do a one-off energy medicine session because what I do works. I mean, it releases stuff. It's not like, you know, you're just coming in and getting light only. It's to get the shadow, the darkness, the back of the house density out of your whole mind, body, spirit system. So you can have much more of a a light guiding you.
1: Yeah. So you can become the light and then you can have access to your light. Because like what you're saying, like the shadow and the darkness is, is the light is there but you can't get, but you can't get to it. It's like a fog or like a thickness. Like what, what's at the end of the fog is always there. It's just, you're, you you can't access it and you can't just see it until you remove that fog and darkness. And that's what you're doing. You're removing that fog, removing that darkness. You can become the light and then always know that you have access to that light. That is you. And I love what you said. And sense it more
2: palpably so that
1: and you, and you feel it too like when you do the work you 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 feel lighter like you feel like you can breathe you feel like you can see like you you feel lighter like okay. even just yeah a hundred percent and I also love that um when you spoke about the the divine intelligence always knows what people need and on their individual level so you of course you can do like the coaching because the divine intelligence they don't need you to do it one-on-one like the divine intelligent has it. They know what people want on the individual basis. And I think that's so true because just like you said, you could be a multimillionaire or somebody at the poverty level. But I think what connects us all in our humanity is that when you break down the layers of the, but why do you want this? But why do you want that? But why do you want that? When you break it down to that, why it's exactly what we talked about earlier. It's the, at our core, we just want the love. We just want freedom. We just want the joy and the way in which we access that can show up very differently. And you're right. The divine intelligent always knows what each person needs in order to get there, regardless of external circumstance. Because at the, at the core, like I think we're all divine beings having a human experience. So Mm -hmm. at our core, we're all the same and we're all connected. You know, we're all connected and we just want to remember that. I don't
2: know that I, yes to what you just said, except for we're all the same. Because I feel like, Candy, you have a different path than me. I have, you know, and and so that's like, I find when I'm training people who've had back, what what did you want to say?
1: Oh, no, no, no. I I was going to say that, yes, I think that we all have a different path. But what I meant by we're all the same is that I think that in our essence, we're all the same in the sense of we all want what those values are like what what that what that love like that connection to love that connection to joy that that freedom that autonomy that worthiness of being that's more of what I meant like I don't think we're all the same like we all have the same path or that we even want the same things absolutely I wasn't not
2: saying that as much because I feel like okay. did, but I feel like people in the spiritual community feel like they're supposed to all be the same Uh, In in, in a certain way, like this happens with unconditional love. Like I see people in the spiritual community expecting too much of themselves when they hear the term unconditional love. So like, for example, if I have a new relationship starting with a guy and I'm like asking that he treat me with respect, that's a condition. So that if he doesn't treat me with respect. I'm I'm not able to stay in a relationship with him. So there's a condition there. There's a condition around me feeling loving towards him. I will feel more loving towards a man I'm dating who's gonna show me respect than a man who doesn't show me respect. So what I'm getting at, it may seem I mean, I've spent decades working with that concept unconditional yeah. in Guanyin. And I, I feel like it, too, where like people in the spiritual community feel like they're just there's these aspirations and it's the divine. And and the divine doesn't ex- the divine isn't about perfection, the divine's about more yeah.
1: love. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And and so I love what you said earlier about like so much around this being about self-love because I just did a post or sending out an email to the folks on my list today because I have a money event coming up. Um, oh. Prosperity and Abundance Frequencies More in Your Field on, on Thursday. And I, I, I chose via my guidance today to send out something about like, if you think this is about money,
1: it's not. It's not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's about what you think having money will bring to you. It's about what you think you you will feel once you have the money.
2: Yeah. And so for me, even yeah. it was like the last thing I wrote was getting the divine support to you.
1: Exactly. So
2: yeah. You feel safe and in and, and, and able to be in your body and live out your best life. It's, it's yeah. people will make that about money. You yeah. Know? I don't have enough, I can't choose to feel safer, which is reasonable. Um, If I don't have enough money, I can't make higher level choices for my life. I can't be on my path until I have this amount of money. Mm -hmm. Like they'll either do that through that or jobs or relationships or health. Like people will just stop themselves. And so I see like this back of the house consciousness, like it's not even just shadow or darkness, because I think this is another misunderstanding in the uh, spiritual community too, with all the clearings and activations that uh, people are doing nowadays. Yeah. And I'm not talking about, like, trauma. I'm not talking about, like, deep uh, challenges growing up only. I'm talking about, like, where are you – let's say you want to get over the bad boy complex, and, mm-hmm. right? And so you walk into a party, and you don't really notice the kind guy in the corner who's quiet and sensitive. Instead, you look, you you notice with your peripheral blinders on the same thing that you're used to. So. Mm-hmm. When we clear out the back of the house consciousness, it frees up more consciousness or life force to then go to the frontal lobe and help us be more conscious of the moment we're in so that it removes increasingly the peripheral blinders so we can see new options. It literally yeah. creates space. I remember when I received one clearing in one of my trainings um, and I was putting the key into my house and I was like, oh my God, that's a new thought, which gave me new space to then follow that thought and make new choices and, and have a new habit or a new pathway created. That's what the whole vibrational upgrade system is. It, do energy mm-hmm. clearings so that they get that space that then I can start doing the applied mindfulness reprogramming so that they have the keep pulling off of the old habit. Because even when you get an energy medicine clearing and activation, the mind has a momentum. Oh, it, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so the so the mind-body connection, the automation of the triggering of like when I walk into a room full of this kind of people, I do this with my body, like that mm-hmm. auto, automatic mind-body connection gets cleared. But the reconditioning for the mind is where I then come in with the applied mindfulness coaching so that we can take them off of that same neurological pathway and redirect, starting to go down a new one so they develop new behaviors.
1: Absolutely. And it and I think it I think as you elevate in, in consciousness and clear, like we're saying. You're exactly right. It actually gives you the true power of choice. Yeah. Because, you know what I mean? Because you're right. Like the like the back of the mind, that subconscious mind, that 95% density, it's just autopilot and default. Yeah. So you're not, so you think you're actually living your life and making choices, but you're not, you're just on autopilot and you're on default. Just like you said, you walk into the party and by default, you lean towards, you know, bad boy guy. You didn't even stop to think, well, who else is here? Yeah. What else do I see? is this guy actually what I want? Is this the experience I actually want to call in? You know, you don't actually stop to be mindful and to be conscious and to actually make a decision. So much of what we do That's is just to a, a decision. Yep. And actually it, make the decision. Yeah. Or a choice. And, and, and then yep. the
2: work I do with people who make every choice so important. I'm like, just choose, see the outcome. <laughs> if you like it, make a different choice. If you did like it, make the same choice. Like, stop making even choosing so much of a big deal. So, I mean, this time wow. we're in is about coming out of anywhere where we feel a victim, whether it's to our own habits and patterns or something external. Mm-hmm. Like because. Any of the movements we've seen in the last couple of years, any socioeconomic or cultural reason, like just no matter what, coming out of where you feel a victim to anything outside yourself so that you see your own power to do these clearings, get more, get more, um, because when we do these clearings, the consciousness itself carries more light. So we're going to be more more likely to choose a lighter choice. Because So what I'm saying is it's not just about – because people might hear what you just said, and they may go intellectual with that. And they may think, okay, so if I just get more mindful. But what I find that speeds this up is the clearing, because then you become a lighter vibration because you have more light circulating that's going to lead you to a higher version of a choice for yourself. So it's when you walk into that party, you're a different vibration. So. Your frequency, your consciousness is is more uh going to look towards something not the same because you're not still vibrating your thoughts at that same old level, and they're not thoughts that you hear. All the stuff I'm talking yeah. about, even the conscious mind thoughts that you could sit there and listen to when you're in meditation. I'm talking about stuff we don't ever hear.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it, it, you're right. And it's like what we said before. when When you do the work and you clear it out and it's like the fog – it gives you the access to the light.
2: Yeah.
1: It gives, you, it gives you the access to light. And that's why you can decide differently and choose differently and have that different consciousness and attract differently because yes. you, you've cleared it out and now that gives you access. It's just like any roadblock. You know, you're trying to get to the other side, but if there's a roadblock, you can't get there. Yeah. But once you clear out that roadblock, b- now you have access to it. And now it has access to you because a block yeah. goes both ways. Like the light, the light the light, can't come to you if you're blocked the same way you can't go to the light. And the light and, wants in. And on. the light wants in. It's yeah. exactly like you said, like you're not even consciously aware of it, but the light is there. It's just we have to do the work to clear out the blockage, to let the light access us.
2: And then we begin to work with it more and more and more. And so then yeah. that becomes more like the logical magic because then that becomes like working Again, I could explain this, and I do in my, my books, but then it gets yeah. to in the Tao, the field of unlimited possibilities, where my field, because my chakras, because each belief relates to a certain sh- chakra, mm-hmm. every chakra covers, which means wheel, from Sanskrit to English, so it's meant to turn vital life force energy, and it mm-hmm. is the intersection of the mind, the body, and the spirit. So that's how I can deal with karma. That's how I can deal with past life contracts. That's how I can deal with um, childhood traumas and how the part of the body can get chronic pain release because the chakra is the intersection of the mind, the body, and the spirit. And Mm -hmm. mind means consciousness at all the levels. So once more blockages are cleared, that chakra turns more vital life force energy. And as each chakra gets more and more clear, they're turning more and more life force energy or light. So Mm -hmm. your overall field, so your chakra each has the lotus petals and it will emanate out more light and then your field overall will get stronger and it's more able to work with the 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 Tao or the field of unlimited possibilities. So you can create or manifest with way more ease because you're of a vibration that matches more that the universe comes from, especially in the act of co-creation. So coming out of that victim mode is needed so that we can really see where we're able to make a different choice as we create with every choice or don't create, or we destruct.
1: Yeah, exactly. No, you're right. And I think, I think sometimes people also get caught up with thinking that somehow if they admit that it's their own frequency, it's their own where they are internally is what is showing up in their life that somehow they feel it's their fault yeah but it's so not about being at fault it's so about being empowered you know if there was something in me that created this that means there's something in me that can create differently so it's really about being empowered and being able to take you know self-responsibility yeah. But but always in a compassionate way because it goes back to self love. You want to do the work, you want to empower yourself, but you always want to come from a place of self compassion and and grace for yourself as well.
2: Yeah, and I that love was- that you said that because I was going to speak to that earlier. So I'm glad you oh, did yeah. because like that idea of I've seen this a lot in the metaphysical and spiritual community too when they get turned on and God bless the law of attraction. And- <laughs> Because you know, they are like, why is this in my field? What would I possibly be thinking to have this show up? And they get all judgmental and angry or upset with themselves. Mm. And then they may even think like, "I this stuff doesn't work. I don't want to deal with it anymore." It's you know, so it's it, we're a soul that's here in Sanskrit. There's these, this term, samskara, and it's a point of evolution each soul has, and I and it shows up in pattern form. In your lifetime so if there's like one or two key patterns those are some scars that you're here to evolve beyond so we could just play with the idea that before we incarnate we sit with a group of masters and we look at our dharmic wheel as a soul and what we have evolved beyond and what we still haven't and we choose one or two key areas of evolution and then we ask with our ascended masters let's just play with this idea mm-hmm. um, that, okay, so what kind of drama do I need to set up? What theater or stage do I need to set up? Well, you need a father who's going to be like this, a mother who's going to be like this. You need to grow up in this area. And so then people who love us unconditionally, souls that love us unconditionally, you say, I'll be the mom, I'll be the dad. So like, it's it's. it's, I don't want to say everything's set up. It's not, but I feel like there's definitely a difference between fate and destiny. Fate comes from our choices, but destiny is pre-written. And so the, 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 bridge between these two is, is from everything I've researched, seen and experienced myself and then helped others through is learning how to choose to get yourself beyond those one or two core patterns, because that really is you evolving your soul. So you don't have to come back and go through the same kind of thing again. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I'm, I mean, I have a, I'm a personal trainer, too, and I have certification okay. in permanent behavioral change. And so I'm not doing this work to just like, you know, have more light only, although that's a great part of it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's yeah. just, you know, there's a way to change that it doesn't have to be full of like willpower only and, and hating oneself while making the changes. Mm-hmm. You can do it with grace and ease and allow it to unfold and allow like this higher guidance to come in, and get your back and lead you. So, like, there's so much more support, as you said in your opening. Yeah. And, and, and I feel like the mind's so reductionist, the nature of the ego mind, so it can analyze it and, and it can label and it can evaluate and keep us safe and protected as we navigate the physical plane, but it reduces the holistic meaning of life. And that's one of the main rebalances, rebalancing aspects of this new paradigm where the spiritual isn't a way over here on Sundays or Friday nights or whenever in the mundane is what we do every day. They're interwoven now so that... Mm-hmm. You know, it's the same with the masculine, the feminine, et cetera. There's so much coming into balance now that needs to come into balance. And what we've seen for the last 10 years is chaos as it's mm-hmm. all preparing, you know, so that we can get to something, we can create something new and better moving forward.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I love all of that. Thank you so much, Dr. Allison. So uh, I- <laughs> yes. So as we, as we wind down, what is one either word of wisdom or one guiding principle or just anything that you would like to leave us with. If you had one thing that you wanted us to really um, take on from our time together or something new that you want to say, what would that be for us?
2: <laughs> <laughs> so just stop it. Just stop it. Yeah. Just question. Hey, I hear you. But what if that's not even true? What if there's nothing wrong here? What else is possible? Like that's Tibetan Buddhism technique. That's also cognitive behavioral psychology in the West. Talk back to it, you know, Mm -hmm. Just and and start bringing it into a dog on a lead instead of the dog running you and you're running behind trying to keep up. The mind needs to be managed.
1: I love that. I love that because I'm... I, I think I think the same way. I think the same thing. And for me, the way I bring in compassion with the journey of realizing all of this stuff is—is <laughs> is, like seriously, it's awesome. realizing all of this stuff. Is I I try and do it from a place of curiosity, like exactly okay. like you said, like yeah. talk back to it. Where I'm like, well, why? why do I date the same guy? Like, why do I think I need this? Like, why do I talk to myself this way? You know, wh- why am I insecure about this? Why, why does that make me jealous? Why am I triggered right now? You know, so just get curious about it. And just like totally. you said, talk to it, create a relation. And one thing that I found was creating a relationship to my thoughts that I was in the driver's seat and the, my thoughts were next to me and let me have a relationship and conversation with them because thoughts don't have to be fact. Thoughts don't have to be real. I don't have to believe my thoughts. Thoughts are just thoughts. But if I put myself in that driver's seat and I get to decide where me and my thoughts go.
2: Yeah. And and it's too, because it gets, That's really well said. And I'm really happy to hear you saying that. Um, It likes to be disciplined. It kind of expects to be disciplined. It doesn't like it at first. (laughs) (laughs) But it knows it's meant to be reined in.
1: A hundred percent, it does.
2: Yeah. So my reasonable yeah. dragon's book it is, is the best um, book that's the most um, summarized of everything I just talked about, and it's the only one that's available on Audible. Okay. And then I also have a, a monthly membership that's under a hundred, and you get like it's four events with me every month, and that's activate your magic. If you want to go to my website, vibrationupgrade.com, because yes. I was just talking with one of my. um, Business support people. And he's like, Allison, you're not making an offer on the podcast. You're spending how much time on the podcast? Make you an offer.
1: You have to make an offer. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Everything that Dr. Allison has talked about today with her vibrational upgrade, her website, her courses, and um, her group coaching. So, everything we talked about and access to her books will be linked below in the show notes and in the description box. But again, Dr. Allison, let us know where we can find you and how we can join you.
2: So, f- uh, on Facebook, I have a free group, Vibrational Upgrade. That's And then I also have a YouTube channel. Um, but Activate Your Magic, I do uh, monthly, like tomorrow's a new moon, and it's considered on 3 2, and it's considered the luckiest new moon of the year. Every, every new moon and every full moon, I'm doing sacred clearings and activations, and you get the recordings up to listen to on your own time if you're in Activate Your Magic.
1: Okay. And then
2: there's one live event, one live Zoom event with me per month. And then tonight there's also the fourth deliverable is an hour long of just me pounding out clearings and activations. Everybody's on mute and I'm like intuiting what is needed in the field and just dumping clearings on you. So you keep listening to the replays and you get lighter and lighter and then you get live input from me with the next live event. So it's a way to keep people uplifted and it's a way to keep people moving forward and not at one of the four figure investments that my other higher level (laughs) programs are. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. it's a great way in.
1: Thank you so much, Dr. Allison. I really appreciate our time together. I know that it filled my cup up, and I know it will fill up all of my listeners and everybody watching. So thank you so much. Again, everything is linked in the show notes in the description box where you can connect with Dr. Allison and where you can join her and her community. So thank you so much. As always, everyone, be well. Take care of yourself and each other. Until namaste. next time. Yes, namaste. Until next time,
0: be well. Thanks, Candy. Thank you. Welcome to Sugar Pills, a practical guide to self care, where your host, writer, actor, and producer, Candy Washington, helps you live a more joyful life with a cheeky dash of pop culture news. Be sure to subscribe, leave a five star review, and join the conversation on Instagram at Candy Washington. Let's go.